Girlfriends, episode number 305, Grace Intention with Claire McGarry. Hello and welcome to Girlfriends. I'm Danielle Bean. I'm a wife and a mom and I'm on a mission to help you know your worth as a woman so you can find peace, balance and joy in family living. This week, our special guest is author Claire McGarry here to talk about her new book, Grace Intention. Let's get going. Hey, girlfriend, how are you? Thanks for being here. Excited to connect with you again right here on the Girlfriends Podcast. Before we dive into this week's conversation, which we have a special guest, Claire McGarry, joining us this week, I just wanted to um, give a shout out and a reminder to people that if you are doing a small book group discussion, if you have a women's group that's meeting, or if you're part of a Bible study, or something that's meeting on a regular basis on Zoom, I want to let you know about um, resources that are available for especially my two books that are published by Ascension. So You Are Enough, which is a book based on stories of women in the Old Testament. It is easily my most popular book. So if you haven't read that book, um, you got to check it out. So it's called You Are Enough, What Women of the Bible Teach You About Your Mission and Worth. And then my newest book, Whisper, Finding God in the Everyday, both of those have a companion journal that is 100% free that you can have access to. It's a PDF. You can download it. You can share it with the other people in your group. You can use the discussion questions just for your own journaling or reflection and you know share the PDF with as many people as you want to. So I just wanted to make sure that you all know about those resources that are available. If you're considering starting a small uh, book group or if you're part of one and considering taking on one one of those titles, especially You Are Enough or Whisper, Finding God in the Everyday. They have separate uh, companion journals for each of those titles. So the way you get it is you can just email me, danielle at daniellebean.com. Let me know which one you want, and I'll get you that link for the free download for that PDF. And for those of you who have ongoing book groups and have reached out to me letting me know how it's going, let me just tell you, you are making my day. I love that this is going on. I love every opportunity for women to get together with other women and talk about these important things, share our unique perspectives, encourage each other and affirm in one another our good gifts that we have as daughters of God. And I'm, I'm so grateful for any role that my books can play in that process. So thank you so much for letting me know how your groups are going. And you know that I'm praying for you, praying for all the people who are using my book in that way, especially at the start of this new year. Okay, so this week's guest is Claire McGarry. We're going to get to that in just a moment here. But her book is all about that story in the New Testament of Mary and Martha. I love to talk with women about Mary and Martha. This uh, this is a gospel story that has such rich meaning for us as women, because this is one of those opportunities for us as women to really reflect on some of the, the struggles that we all have in common between our inner Mary and inner Martha and what that looks like for each of us. This is something I was very thoughtful about, especially having read Claire's book over the Christmas season, when there's such a temptation 
to just dive into all the to-dos, all the things to do. There's always more stuff to do, right? As you're preparing for Christmas, especially during Advent leading up to the 25th. And then when you have family gatherings and there's always more dishes to wash, more meals to prepare, more laundry to run or whatever. And yet Christmas is such a season where we can really indulge our inner Mary. We really have that opportunity to sit, sit by the crash, sit next to Jesus and just be present, be present to baby Jesus in the Christmas story, but to all the ways that Jesus is truly present and active and living in our lives. Christmas is a beautiful time of year to do that. But if you missed out on doing it, if you gave in to your inner Martha all Christmas season, all Advent season, it's not too late. (laughs) You can definitely learn a lot from what Claire shares, but also in the coming weeks, in the coming months, really be intentional. Maybe especially during the season of Lent that's coming up. Maybe you want to use Claire's book for that particular season. It would be make a great resource for that to kind of work your way through that book and just prayerfully consider the ways in which we as women uniquely experience this tension between what we what we want to be doing or the things that we must be doing and that wanting also, knowing that we're made for that relationship with Jesus and just being as as opposed to doing. Anyway, Claire shares so beautifully about it. I can't wait to share this recent conversation with you. Claire McGarry is joining me here today on Girlfriends. Claire is author of Grace in Tension, Discover Peace with Martha and Mary, and the Lenten Family Devotionals with Our Savior and Abundant Mercy. A regular contributor to Living Faith and CatholicMom.com, Claire's freelance work has appeared in several books, magazines, and devotionals. She's the founder of Mosaic of Faith, a ministry with several programs for moms and kids, and she lives right here in my home state of New Hampshire with her husband and three children. Claire McGarry, welcome to Girlfriends. I'm so happy you're here. Oh, thank you so much for the invitation, Danielle. I'm thrilled. I love to have someone, a fellow New Hampshireite, a fellow Catholic mom, a fellow author. This is going to be a great conversation. So (laughs) let's dive right into this book, this new book, Grace Intention. I was so honored to be able to write the foreword for this. And um, just, you know, describe for us a little bit about how you came to write this particular book right now. Well, I used to run retreats for moms. Mm -hmm. And one of them was Martha and Mary, because who doesn't love these wonderful sisters? Yes. And there's so much to learn from them, so much to learn from Jesus. So I ran this retreat multiple times. And every single time, I got the feedback from the moms that I should write a book about this. Mm -hmm. So my entire goal for my ministries is to fish for more people for God. Mm -hmm. So I thought a book would be perfect because now the net can be cast farther, right? Right. Because people across the country can't come to my little retreats here at my parish. So it seemed like a wonderful idea. And then I saw the announcement in the Catholic Mom newsletter that our Sunday visitor was looking for book ideas. So Mm -hmm. I pitched this one and through a lot of back and forth, both Sarah Raynard and Mary Beth Giltner were wonderful in helping me really hone the topic Mm -hmm. uh, and 
to what is now the book four years later. Wow. I love it. And I love that it's focused on Mary and Martha, because like you said, this is a story that really resonates with us as women. And I I find this story in the Gospels, it's such a brief little story, and yet it really resonates with us because we're like, this is us, right? This is this is our story that Jesus is addressing here, a feminine perspective on spirituality and that tension that you talk about between, you know, the the doing and the being, the Mary and the Martha. So it really is such a fantastic book for moms. But I really love the structure of what you've done. Tell us a little bit about how you did that, the the G-I-F-T, the gift part of the structure and the different ways people can use this book. Sure, sure. So I meditated on this scripture passage. I I can't even count the hours, just a (laughs) lot of time. I mean, it's what, four lines of scripture just in Luke 10 that's about the sisters, but Mm -hmm. just dove deep, spent lots of time in there trying to hear more of what they wanted to teach me. Mm-hmm. And I, when I'm writing, I'm, I'm a little bit old school and I jot notes on paper. So I had a six foot table in my office and I'm laying out all the notes of all the thoughts that had come to me. Mm-hmm. And I'm standing there and almost magically, but more miraculously, this word gift jumped off the page, but Mm -hmm. more of an acronym, G-I-F-T. And I suddenly realized that when I go to God with my stress intention, Mm -hmm. the way he helps me transform it is a bit of a process and that the process fits that G-I-F-T acronym. So first I sit with him and he helps me gauge or identify what the stress or tension is. Because oftentimes I think we'd label the symptoms as the stress and not the actual root. And so it does take a little discernment, a little time at his feet to sit and meditate and dig through the symptoms and find the root cause. And once we can gauge or identify and name what the stress and tension actually is, Mm -hmm. He asks us to invite it in rather than pushing it away because we have that tendency, right? Stress right. tension, just turn our back, run in the other direction. He wants us to sit and invite it in and look it in the eye. And, and a crazy thing happens when you do that. You start to loosen your hold on it. Hmm. And once you loosen your hold on your emotions, they loosen their hold on you. And that's when you can really use the F of that gift acronym, which is filter through it with God's loving eyes. Mm-hmm. God looks at everything differently than we do. And he always looks at it through the eyes of love. And so if we can let go of our emotions and stop looking through our own eyes, but look through the filter of his, mm-hmm. we start to understand the situation more clearly not only the problem, but what the solution is. And that's where we get to that T of transform. He helps us transform our attention by putting that action item into place. He always partners with us. He never asks us to do anything alone. Mm -hmm. Um, And usually there's a change we're being asked to make, whether it's external or internal, And when we partner with him and make that change, the stress and tension just seems to melt away. So gauge, invite, filter, transform. Wow. 
Wow. And it just happens to say gift. (laughs) (laughs) Well, that was the miraculous thing. I I don't have a good memory. I go to him time after time after time with my problems. Mm -hmm. He leads me through this process, but I always forget. So I thought an acronym is something I can sink my teeth into to actually remember the steps so that I willingly walk through them with him. Right. Yeah, that's the key, right? And I think that's really the the crux of what you're sharing in this book and what is at the the heart of this story in the Gospels of Mary and Martha that you're focused on in the book, that that kind of tension, right, between grace and what we know we're called to do and really living out our lives of faith and and sitting at the feet of Jesus while getting all the important stuff done, right? So that's kind of the the conflict I think many of us are facing. So I love the title of your book because I think it's important to recognize the tension that you're you're not just saying, oh, all is grace, all is hearts and flowers, because that's (laughs) not true. Um, But recognizing the reality of grace is real. Even in our faith lives, there's tension, right? There's tension in our, even in our faith lives. So Can you share some of your thoughts about that, the tension of really just working toward being a Mary in what is truly a Martha world? Yeah, so I think oftentimes we look to ourselves or the outside world to define what we should be doing, Mm -hmm. where really, if we spend time at Jesus's feet, he oftentimes can have a totally different agenda, or he can help us see what we've identified that we need to do that we actually do have to do. Mm -hmm. And in the process, if we take him along with us, even though they're Martha tasks, we can be uh, enhancing that Mary within by turning our tasks into prayer. Mm -hmm. But also too, he helps us determine what really needs to be done and what doesn't so that we can carve out that space to be with him, to be with our loved ones, right? Because Jesus is in everyone to Mm -hmm. be in that person who interrupts us when we're out running an errand and we have very little time to get it done and we get annoyed by that interruption. But guess what? That's an invitation to be a Mary to someone else. And as important as the errand we have to run is that moment that we have with that person being Mary to them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I, I think that that's a, some, an experience that many women can relate to. And part of what I love about what you share in the book is that you're you're not just preaching this stuff. You're, you're sharing your own stories and your own struggles with this kind of attention. Could you, Before we move on to the next topic here, could you share maybe one of the stories from the book, one that especially stands out to you as kind of you're working through that tension? Sure. Oh, there's a lot of them. Um, <laughs> yes, and that's what I love about it. <laughs> yeah, and, and they they still exist. It's not because I wrote the book that all my my life is all peace and grace. Oh no, yeah. no. I, I I need to return to my book often to be reminded. <laughs> More importantly, return to the feet of Jesus to be reminded. Right. Um, but probably uh, the biggest one was when I had to go back to work. Mm-hmm. Um, I had been a stay at home mom for 14 years and you know, dove into it headfirst and just tried to be that super mom. So of course, creating more tasks for myself than probably needed to be done, but felt that my job was to create the memories and the photo books that reflected the memories and all that. And then I got this job, which was in essence, a full-time job. And so I was trying to keep up the same pace, Mm -hmm. still continue to do all those mom tasks and still drive off to Manchester and, and 
do my work. Mm-hmm. And I like Martha uh, does at the dinner party. It just overwhelmed me. I started to resent my husband. I started to resent my children. I, you know, went to Jesus and said, why don't you tell them all to get up and help me? <laughs> like Martha goes to Jesus and wants him to tell Mary to get up. But guess what? He only does what's good for us. He doesn't do what we want unless it's good for us. Mm -hmm. And so I had to bring it all to him, lay it all out, go through the gift process. And what he helped me understand is, yes, there were things I could trim back. There were things I could defer to another season, but I also needed to ask for help. Mm. I had this very capable, loving husband, these very capable, loving children. And you know what? They needed to step up. They needed to take on some of my tasks. Um, And so we're a big Lego household. And (laughs) I'm I'm a very visual person. Mm -hmm. And I feel my family is too. So I created these Lego stacks. And Mm -hmm. I built the stack based on the tasks that each one of us do, you know, so I laid them all, I called the family meeting and I laid them all out on the ottoman and you see my kids little tiny stacks and my husband's stack was a little bit bigger. And then there was this skyscraper <laughs> of a stack of tasks that I was doing, trying to juggle most of which I was dropping and balls were crashing everywhere. And, right. and I said, you know, what do you guys see? What, what does this tell you? And they said, wow, you're doing so much and we're doing so little. And I said, okay, what can you help me with? And so rather than telling them, they volunteered and I would take a block off of mine for everything they volunteered to do and click it onto theirs and, Mm -hmm. you know, tried to even it out. And so, you know, God doesn't ask us to go alone. He puts people all around us to Mm -hmm. help us and support us. Um, And, you know, we're never told why Martha never asks Mary. Right. You know, why, why didn't she just go up and ask her kindly? Um, We're never told why. um, But I bet you had she, perhaps Mary would have helped before she went and sat at Jesus's feet. Without a doubt, Mary would have ended up at Jesus's feet. Right. But she might have helped a little bit. Mm hmm. Right. Right. I I love that you share that story because that really stands out to me as a common experience among women that it's sort of our own pride that we feel like Mm -hmm. we we need to be the ones to do it all. We can't let go of any of it. And also that tension that you described of going back to work and still trying to do the full time at home mom thing, which is a full-time job too. So you're you're so wise that you ended up seeing, even though it took you kind of a crash and burn to get there, (laughs) that um, that, you know, you got, something's got to give and it takes humility, doesn't it? Like, you know, oh, you're, time. to go to your kids and your husband and say, I can't do it. And, you know, like, let's decide together what's important and how we're going to get it done. I think that's just a, a beautiful example. And, and just one example of, of many of the inspiring kinds of stories that you share from your own struggles. And I think that's what's so valuable is that you're sharing from your own struggles here in the book. 
Um, and then one of the struggles that we all experience, and this is related, of course, is that like we know like being is more important than doing. Like that's the whole point of what Jesus tells Martha in, in when he interrupts Martha in her doing that Mary is just being and and being with our Lord in relationship with him and that that's more valuable. But our world doesn't get that for sure. Like our world tells us we've got to have our to-do lists. We've got to be productive every moment. Um, could you share a little bit about how you might have experienced that? And do you have any ideas for how everyday moms might get better at being more and doing less? Um, I think it becomes just a, a looking at a concrete, because again, I'm very concrete. Mm-hmm. Um, the, I, I read a lot of books and I hear a lot of people uh, talk about how to do it. But unless I can tangibly see how it applies to my life personally, I don't move forward with it. So I think it's important to take some time and lay it all out. I think sometimes we're so reactive instead of proactive. We're chasing our tails. We never take that moment to exhale and Mm -hmm. really look at it. Um, So it's almost, it, it takes a a little bit of time of being at the feet of Jesus, but also just being with ourselves rather than just go, go, go without getting an aerial view of what our life entails. And once we do, that's when, you know, I talk about uh, the the middle portion of the book is the mid-level tension. That's where Martha lives. It's where most of us live. Mm-hmm. That's where we, rather than adjusting to the gentle nudges God is giving us about how to realign our lives, we dig our feet in and we pull that rope really tight and we want everything else to change. We want our circumstances to change. We want the people around us to change. We're what we really need to do is get that aerial view of our lives and figure out, okay, how do I draw some healthy boundaries here? So I don't Mm -hmm. say yes to everything. How do I trim back the extras? How do I say, okay, that maybe this season in my life isn't the time for these tasks. Not that those tasks don't need to be done, but maybe they can happen later when the kids are in school full time or Mm -hmm. How do I stop comparing myself to other people? Because some of the things that I'm doing, I'm only doing because I want to look like everybody else does. Right. But my life is my own. It's not there. So I have to stop comparing. And like my example with the Legos, where can I ask for help? Mm-hmm. Um, there, there's a great humility and a grace that comes when we humble ourselves, but there's also an empowering of the people around us. Jesus called the apostles to help him. Mm -hmm. He called the disciples to follow him. He didn't try to do it all alone. He knew that in order for people to really invest themselves in what he was saying, they needed to take ownership. They needed to play a part in it. Mm -hmm. And so asking for help actually creates more of a balance because we're not lifting ourselves above others like we're the only ones who can do this. Mm-hmm. We're leveling the playing field and saying, I see how capable you are. I think you have this gift. I think you can help with this. 
Um, And so there's, like I said, the middle portion of the book talks about all those places where we can do that, where we can, you know, we need to value some self-care. If we put our own mask oxygen mask on first, we renew and rejuvenate. Mm -hmm. And we actually have the grace, the energy, the focus to see more clearly what needs to get done and the energy to do it. Yeah. Oh, that's so that's so important. And and I I never tire of hearing that reminder because <laughs> I always need it. And, and I love that you were saying like, just you don't have to say yes to everything. That's such a simple thing. And of course, it's like, no, duh, of course you don't. But why do we need to be reminded so much that because then we just fall into this habit of like, yes, 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 yes. And we're guessing ourselves to death, taking on things that aren't serving us or serving our families, just kind of out of this reflexive yes that we're saying to everything. And like you said, I love that reminder that calling on others to help or saying no to something gives an opportunity to somebody else to take that on. And that might very well be part of God's plan for the way that thing important thing, right? That's why we want to say yes to everything, because it's all important. And yet that might be God's plan for how that important thing is going to get done it might not have anything to do with us. And right. um, we might be robbing someone else of their opportunity to shine. Right. Absolutely. And I think that's such a helpful reminder because we kind of fall into this default mode of thinking without even realizing it that either I say yes to it or it's not going to get done. You know, like it's all on me and yep. nothing could be further from the truth. You know, like you said, you're reminding us that we never do anything alone. Of course, God is not calling on us to do anything without him. But we also have been given friends and family and communities. And there's so much, so much that we can do together if we're more discerning about what we ourselves are going to take on. So I love that reminder, which really shines forth in the book. This book is just chock full of these reminders that we need as women. So I heartily recommend it to anybody who's struggling with balance for sure. But anybody who's female, there's going to be stuff in this book that you're going to relate to. Although I've had a couple men reach out to me and say, thank you for this book because I'm a Martha. Oh, that is great. Isn't oh, it? And, yeah. and I thought, oh, how what I I um I know a couple. A little shout out to my cousin John Dyson. He and his wife. He reads it aloud to his wife every morning, oh, and then they go for a walk and they talk about it. That is so great. Well, this isn't my next question on my list, but now I need to ask what <laughs> what resources are available. Do you have anything that people can use for you know that? that sort of conversation either with your spouse or with a group of girlfriends or with your women's group? Um, How do you recommend people use the book in that way? Well, um, I haven't created a study guide, but now that you asked the question, maybe I should should, uh, be thinking more about that. Mm -hmm. But what I do is I use that gift acronym. Yes in the questions section. Yes. So every So there's kind of a study guide built into the book. Correct. Correct. So first I do a prayer so that I am bringing the reader to God. And then after the prayer come the questions so that hopefully the questions are happening in communion with God. Mm -hmm. Um, And but that could happen very well happen in a woman's group or just with a girlfriend or with a husband or or even with your children, because God speaks to us through everyone. God is in everyone. Mm -hmm. And so just in that back and forth, it actually can be a meditation with Mm -hmm. the father through the person that we're speaking through. So there is no limit to how it can be used, whether journaling, 
you know, quiet reflection, going for a walk and nature going for a walk together like this couple does and discussing it or mm-hmm. just having a chat with a girlfriend because he's present all the time. Right. And sometimes, um, you know, if, if we're not attuned to him in the silence, he will talk to us in others. He'll talk to us through songs. I mean, there are certain portions of the book while I was writing them, I listened to Caleb. And while I was writing them, a song would come on the radio that would absolutely correlate with that chapter. And Isn't I thought, that beautiful? Oh, I love God. that. Yeah. I love it. He's, he's in everything and he talks to us continuously. So beautiful, beautiful. Well, we've already shared that a lot of what you write about in the book are these personal details, these personal stories. And so I'm really curious how your friends and family have responded to what you shared in the book. Well, I purposely only talked about myself when I was talking about a problem (laughs) (laughs) or or a negative aspect. That's a humble humble approach. (laughs) Oh, oh, you have no idea the mistakes that are made (laughs) within me. Um, But I only, first of all, if someone shares something with me in confidence, I'm never going to put it in a book. Sure. Uh, (laughs) But when it came to, I, I feel it's important to see the example of someone stumbling. Mm hmm in order to find yourself in that story, because we all stumble. We don't want to be told we stumble. But if we can see ourselves in someone else who's stumbling, who then goes to God, sees what needs to be done and stands back up and moves forward. Yeah, Mm -hmm. I find I connect more with that. But what I did do throughout the book is I would weave in little shout outs to family and friends that had supported me along the way. Mm-hmm. And I never told them. Okay. And, <laughs> and so it's really fun to get the text messages. And um, my friend Jess actually took a screenshot of where her name appears in the book. And she drew a little heart in the screenshot and sent me the, the picture. And, you know, she just loved the fact that plunk right there in the middle of book of the book is this shout out. Isn't that great? Oh, it's been so much fun. These are the perks of being a friend of an author, folks. (laughs) (laughs) You never know when you're going to show up in the pages of a book. But you sharing about that idea that, you know, coming to that conclusion that like stress and tension in our lives, like you said, if we're, if we're embracing it rather than running away from it, it can be a gift. And yet I think that's an idea that some people might really struggle with. Can you tell us a little bit more about that? Sure, sure. So I don't believe that God gives us our struggles. Mm-hmm. I think we're pretty good at doing that ourselves with how we <laughs> we will find right? plenty, <laughs> right? With how we treat our environment, with how we treat each other, with how we treat ourselves. Even you know, sometimes we're the we're the root cause of our own stress and tension because we don't treat ourselves kindly. Mm-hmm. But where God does come in is He always shows up in the midst of it. He never, he's always working for our good. He always wants to lead us through. He always wants to partner with us. He Mm -hmm. wants to show us the good that can come from this stress and tension. And so when we turn to him and spend time at his feet and do the gift acronym and work through it, when we get to the other side, we can look back and we can see how much we've grown, all the good that we've taken with us. And once we do the process, especially the looking back piece, 
it, it, it can become actually sort of a positive addiction in the sense of, ooh, I found good in that problem. Mm-hmm. Where's the good I can find in this next problem? Because <laughs> it's, it's never going to go away, right? right. Once we solve no, there's one always problem, be another one. <laughs> there's another one knocking at the door. Right. So rather than trying to, you know, bolt the door and, you know, board it over, open the door, have it come in. The it will only last for as long as you resist it. Mm-hmm. So, so I'm not saying the cancer diagnosis is going to go away once you come to the grace on the other side. Mm-hmm. But what I am saying is there is grace in there. Right. And the sooner we search it out, the sooner we live in that grace and we find that peace because our journey is our journey. But do we want to go through it with stress and tension mm-hmm. or do we want to go through it with grace and peace? Yeah, that's that's beautiful, I think. And that's really the invitation that I found in the pages of this book is to to step into that struggle in that way and realize that's never going to go away. And so this is a way of kind of shifting our perspective on it. But there might be someone listening right now, Claire, who's like, nope. <laughs> no, I'm I'm going through something incredibly hard right now. I am stuck in the tension part and that is all I see. I don't see a gift here. I don't see grace here. Um, what words might you offer of encouragement to help them see the invitation from Jesus in their struggle? I guess I would say, let him be your shelter. Let him be your comfort. Mm-hmm. He's there for you. So if you're not at a place where you can dig through the muck and search out the gift, at least let him comfort you. Mm -hmm. Go to him and oftentimes it's just in a being with him. He knows how much we can handle. He knows how much we can handle or do on our side of the problem. Mm-hmm. And when we've got nothing, he's willing to do more. He's right. willing to do more of the process for us. So at the very least, find comfort, find shelter, let him heal, let him present you the grace yeah. and the peace. Such a gift. I think that is the, the the acronym. And yet it really is the theme throughout this book of learning to see the gift, even in some of our, our largest struggles. So where can folks find out more about the book? Where do you recommend they go? Do you have a website set up? What, what can we tell people about? Uh, well, it is for sale at my publisher, Our Sunday Visitor. It's mm-hmm. also on Amazon. I do have a website. Um, you can reach it both by shiftingmyperspective.com or claremcgarry.com. Okay. Um, and you can find me on Instagram at claremcgarrywrites and Twitter at claremcgarry2. Unfortunately, I couldn't. I was too late in the game on social media <laughs> to get the you same didn't get handle. First dibs. <laughs> no, no. There's a there's a Claire McGarry one, I think, somewhere in Ireland. She oh posted once and I reached out to her to say, Can I can I have that? 
Oh he hasn't gosh. responded. So yeah, so it's all different. Um, well, we will have all of those links with the URLs that'll take you right to it on the social media, to your website and to your book at the publisher and at Amazon, depending on where people want to pick it up. But again, folks, the name of the book is Grace Intention, Discover Peace with Martha and Mary by author Claire McGarry. Claire, thank you so much for coming on, Girlfriends. I really appreciate the way that you share your beautiful perspective on some of the common struggles we face as women. Thank you, Danielle. And I'm, I cannot thank you enough for doing the foreword. I think it's the most beautiful invitation to my book. So even if there's nothing about it that intrigues people, knowing that you wrote the foreword, I think draws people in. <laughs> Trust so me, hopefully... folks, it's worth a lot more than the foreword. <laughs> <laughs> but I truly am so grateful for that and, and for this time today with you. Thank you. Yeah, it's been a real joy. Thank you so much. So we've got more of the show coming up. But first, we're going to take a quick break. I'm Danielle Bean, and you're listening to the Girlfriends Podcast. Hi, I'm Sonia Corbett, the Bible study evangelista and a Baptist turned Catholic. As a Baptist, I thought that Catholic beliefs were invented, that they came out of nowhere and had no connection whatsoever to the Bible. I also happened to believe that the Old Testament was about rules, rituals, and sacrifices that the New Testament gave us permission to ignore for a personal relationship with Jesus. It's a long story. But as God began connecting the Old and New Testaments for me, I was stunned by the beautiful consistency of God in the Catholic Church. I can't tell you how exciting it was when God opened my eyes to the incredible ways the Old Testament foreshadows God's plan for the New Testament and for His Catholic Church. In my book, Fulfilled, Uncovering the Biblical Roots of Catholicism, I explain these amazing connections and I share how those connections helped change my life. If you read this book, I promise that you will come away with tools to help you share your Catholic faith easily, answer questions about how your Catholic faith fits with what's in the Bible, and most importantly, grow deeper in your relationship with Christ. If you're interested in learning more or ordering a copy of Fulfilled, Uncovering the Biblical Welcome Roots of back. Catholicism, now we're at the point in the show where so I like to share some listener feedback with Amazon. you. And um, this week, I heard from... Nancy, who wrote in and she was just kind of checking in about New Year's resolutions. Remember last week I said, if you haven't made any, if you haven't thought about it, you're not too late. (laughs) Let's do this together. So Nancy was writing and she said, hi, Danielle, I got a late start to my New Year's resolution and your podcast reminded me. Thank you. I love your practical everyday topics, especially nine ways to make everything more Catholic. And I just wanted to share these. Number one, since I was a little kid, members of my family made a sign of the cross whenever we left the house and got in a car. I have two grown boys now, and I'm very proud to say they picked it up as well. Once on a flight to New York before takeoff, my son, who was then in the ninth grade, made the sign of the cross. An older gentleman seated next to him smiled and said, don't worry, son, I've got you covered and pulled a rosary out of his pocket. I love that. All right. Number two, when my boys were younger, uh, one of their football coaches taught them to make the sign of the cross and offer a little prayer whenever they saw a passing ambulance with blaring sirens. Because if they were ever a patient on an ambulance, they would want to believe that someone out there is doing the same for them as well. It's very sweet. I love that. Um, Then Nancy goes on. Three, I've been a nurse for many years. I carry a rosary in my pocket every day. It gives me strength to overcome what the day has in store for me and my patients. Thank you always for your wonderful podcast. Blessings always, Nancy. So thank you so much for sharing those cute little simple ideas of making every day more Catholic. And um, I want to encourage other people who have ideas for ways to make every day more Catholic or things that you're trying to incorporate as resolutions in your new year. 
let me know about them. I would love to hear from you. Send me an email, danielle at daniellebean.com or connect with me on Voxer. Um, And then I just want to share Nancy's PS because it's a completely separate topic, but I want to ask people for their own resources as well. She says, do you have a recommendation for a podcast that deals with recurring painful thoughts, emotions, and the faith? I've forgiven my husband for his infidelity three years ago, but painful thoughts still come to mind now and then. When it does, it's still very painful and I would appreciate anything you can recommend. So first of all, Nancy, know that I'm going to be keeping you in prayer for that particular intention in the coming week. And I want to encourage everybody listening to do the same. We are a prayerful community of girlfriends here. And this is one of the ways that we can really, really encourage and support each other is by praying for one another, especially when someone is struggling with something particular like this. So I want to encourage everybody listening to offer a prayer for Nancy. And Nancy, I'm going to be keeping you in my prayer intentions, especially during the coming week. Um, But I don't happen to know of a particular resource that I might recommend for that. So I thought people listening might have ideas. She's asking specifically for a podcast, but maybe an audiobook would work as well. Let me know if you know of something that might be useful with regard to that. And, you know, Nancy, I'm, I'm sure you're getting help and therapy in other ways as well. But just, you know, know that that's a very normal thing for you to be continuing to struggle with. There's nothing wrong with you that you're continuing to struggle with the, the pain of that experience. Um, but if anybody has a particular podcast or other resource you might recommend for someone in Nancy's particular situation, please let me know. I would love to be able to share those resources on an upcoming episode of Girlfriends. Send them to me, danielle at daniellebean.com. Also, you can connect with me on social media, especially Instagram. I'm Danielle Bean on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. I love to be able to connect with you in those places as well. And before we have to wrap up, I just want to encourage you, if you enjoy Girlfriends, would you consider sharing it? A really helpful way that you can share the Girlfriends podcast is by leaving a rating and review at iTunes or on Spotify or Google Play or wherever you happen to listen to podcasts. Those ratings and reviews really help us in getting the word out and growing our audience here at Girlfriends. Thank you so much for considering that. But thank you most of all, just for being here this week. I love being able to connect with you on the podcast. Your presence here is truly a gift to me and it's a gift to all the other members of this community. Know that I am praying with you and I am praying for you. And until next time, I hope you enjoy your day and God bless your week. Girlfriends is a collaboration between daniellebean.com and Ascension, the leader in Catholic faith formation. 